0: (laughs) Hey, what's going on? It's Jeff, and I am here to announce that we have officially reached the end of our Sam Hain run. As we have learned during these explorations of Sam Hain's catalog, the band is not appreciated in the way that it should be, and doesn't always receive the attention that the Misfits and Danzig do. It is the underground for what was, at one time, already underground music. When we look back at its history, the band, as a singular entity, seemed rather unconcerned with how it was perceived, as it chugged along at a prolific pace of touring and recording over the course of two and a half years on a sturdy foundation casted down by the misfits and their ever-developing mythology and presence, despite now being nothing more than a corpse. Amongst the musical Gormans and misfit Samhain Danzig nerds who understand the gothic hardcore by way of death rock sound that was Samhain, I would say that November Coming Fire seems to be somewhat the pinnacle of that understanding. And so, let us begin. Okay, so here's our timeline, right? Some of our timeline. We don't know the full timeline. So Samhain ends up tracking... November coming fire from June of 85 through August of 85, and it's during this time that London May auditions and gets into the band. He would end up coming up and and moving to Lodi. He did a five-month tour with his old band, Reptile House. Reptile House had previously played with Sam Hain. London, in fact, even had previously been the promoter for a Sam Hain show that was in the Baltimore area. As a matter of fact, You can see an incredibly young, possibly even underage London May in the front row at this Baltimore show that he was said promoter at. Or something along those lines. I don't know if he was the exact promoter or whatever. So the songs, you got Wendigo, which turns into Diabolos 88. In My Grip, Mother of Mercy, Birthright, To Walk the Night, Let the Day Begin, Halloween 2, November's Fire, Kiss of Steel, Unbridled, and Human Pony Girl. What's interesting is in the past, Danzig would record stuff in piecemeal, probably for budgetary reasons, but with unholy passion and following with November Coming Fire. He's now recording the whole album all at once as a whole. And they did it on 16-track tape. Bob Oleka was the engineer. Glenn Danzig was the producer. He had the whole vision in his head for what he wanted to do. The lineup was Damien, Glenn Danzig, London May, and Erie Vaughn. Damien does some of the background vocals on songs 3 and 7. That's Mother of Mercy and Halloween 2 and plays guitar on every track. Glenn Danzig obviously is doing vocals, some guitar, he's doing keyboards on songs one, song four through six, eight through nine, and eleven. So basically everything except for To Walk the Night, In My Grip, Mother of Mercy. Glenn is also doing drums on "Wendigo," which would turn into "Diablos 88, He did the drums for Birthright, he did the drums for Let the Day Begin, he did the drums for November's Fire, and did the drums for Human Pony Girl, if you could believe it. London May does backing vocals on Halloween 2 and plays drums on all the other tracks I didn't mention, and Vaughn does backing vocals also on Halloween 2 and plays bass on the whole thing. When London May joined the band, he did not have enough time to learn all the songs before recording could begin. So Danzig ends up playing drums on several of the songs, as I mentioned. Even Eerie apparently played several so- uh, drums on several songs during rehearsals for the album. For the chimes, on songs 4 and 6, that's Birthright and Let the Day Begin, and the gong that's on Let the Day Begin and Kiss of Steel, Danzig used a Yamaha DX7 synthesizer that he had purchased back in June of 1985, just as they're getting stuff ready together to go into the studio and record. So it's like a lot of stuff is happening all at the same time. You have London, he's coming and joining the band, Danzig's purchasing stuff for the production, and they're going into the studio with Lecca to do all of these tracks. There is an alternate version of November's Fire, and it's currently only available on bootleg recordings, uh, and it's mixed entirely differently. It includes more keyboard uh, solo at the end of the song, and it even has a different vocal track. According to Damien, most of the song called "Wendigo" was recorded but never completed. It was later changed to Diablos 88. The, The guitar riff off of the bridge to Unbridled was taken directly from the cartoon theme song Courageous Cat and Minute Mouse. And you know what? That kind of makes sense because when you listen to Unbridled, as we will, we will listen to Unbridled, it kind of has like a mischievous feel that you would kind of get from like a cartoon cat and mouse show. It it makes sense. By August of 1985, Sam Samhain has finished recording Sam Samhain 3, November coming fire. So, I mean, they are incredibly, incredibly prolific in such a short span of time as we previously discussed. They track and record Initium in 84. They go back into the studio later that year to do Unholy Passion. And then the following year, they've tracked and have uh, November Coming Fire in the can. And by the transition into Danzig, they're already recording the fourth album and it ends up getting scrapped, as we already know. November Coming Fire, as Rue Morgue enlightened me to during one of the previous live streams comes out officially in February of 1986 on Plan 9 Records and is distributed by Caroline. So here's some interesting bits from an interview from Your Flesh, Volume 1, Number 11, Spring of 1986. This is a zine. Photography is by Daniel Corrigan, even though we can't see it. I don't know who conducts the interview. So here is Glenn talking about what his intentions were when he started Sam Hain. Erie says something different, Glenn says something different. I thought a lot of the energy had been drained out of the music scene. It seemed like any 13-year-old could start a band with no ideas, get a record out, and a lot of people would think it was great. All these silly little fanzines with their record reviews. This record is great. That record is great. This is great. Erie says there's never a bad review. Glenn says No real criticism or anything. All these little Johnny Hardcores with those mindless bands all over the world that were way worse than heavy metal, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's not good either. Fuck. Here's Danzig being asked as to whether he will use keyboards live in the future. Glenn says, "...we might. A lot of places we play on this tour, it's not really possible, but a lot of places are, like the Ritz, Greystone, Metro. We're kind of sick of this kind of tour, too." It will probably be the last. In the future, it'll just be major U.S. cities, and that's it. The last four tours have been banging the head against the wall. The interviewer says, "Erie said that Metallica are trying to get you to tour Europe with them. Glenn says, think about that. That's Sam Hain, November Coming Fire era Sam Hain. Glenn says, it's a possibility. Both bands want to do it. It's a matter of their management coming together with our management, a.k.a. Glenn. We'll see what happens, but right now we both really want to do it. I know their manager. He fronted the money for the Unholy Passion EP and the Legacy of Brutality stuff. He's the guy that discovered Rush, Cliff Bernstein. That's crazy. I didn't know that Metallica's manager... Uh, put up the money for Unholy Passion and Legacy Brutality. The interviewer asks, has November Coming Fire come out on Compact Disc yet? Glenn says, No, not yet. Caroline just had a big meeting about their CDs. They have a place they're going to do them now. Legacy will come out, possibly a greatest hits type thing. The interviewer asks, Are there any limited pressings of November Coming Fire? Glenn says, there will be. The legacy colored vinyl came in when we were on the road. There was 500 red, 500 white, and there's an interim number of swirls, about 40. And they said they found five actual pink ones. That number was more like 16. The interviewer says, so you have friends at a pressing plant? Glenn says, no, we just give them specifically what we want to do. Like after 500, don't clean the machine out. Just put new vinyl in. This way you get the swirls. On Initium, 100 are white, 50 are marbled, and there's a bunch, like 15 or 20, with black records and thin white streaks. Glenn was very aware of what he was doing when that went through. In Triple X fanzine number 15 in 1986, November Coming Fire is mentioned. Glenn says basically, that's giving a little bit more dimension to the Sam Hain concept. I want people to read the words I write and think beyond. What they know and understand. They should push their limits, which is something a lot of people aren't doing too much. Triple X says, I'd agree. Sam Hain are doing a lot more than being a horror band to the point of speaking Latin on Halloween, too. Glenn says, That comes from the Misfits, but I'm definitely pushing a very intelligent thing. Erie says, There's a lot of thought that goes on with the records. Glenn says, Right now, there's nobody that I really like writing lyrics. I go through and I read a lot of lyrics, and aside from some of the stuff that Nick Cave was doing when he was really burning out on drugs, there's nothing that really knocks me out. Erie he says, When the lyrics came out on a sheet, I sat down and read them. I called Glenn up and told him they were great. I don't know if people deserve them. Glenn says, I agree, but I hear a lot of people talking about lyrics and writing and poetry. Triple X says, I think there's a lot of thought going down in them. Glenn says, in Samhain, I'm a lot more serious, where in The Misfits, I thought about what I was writing, but it's just a lot more serious now. Erie says, it's a lot more realistic. Damien chimes in, a lot of the situations have more to do with real life. Glenn says, definitely, like let the day begin. It's almost explosive. Triple X says, why does this band go under the name Sam Hain? Eerie says, you mean, why aren't we called Sam and the Slammies?" Glenn says, it fits with what me and Eerie were going through at the time concerning the death of the Misfits and Rosemary's Babies and the birth of Sam Hain, which all happened on the same Halloween night. But again, now that Steve is no longer in the band, all of a sudden it's me and Eerie, me and Eerie. When Steve very much had to do with the beginnings of Sam Hain. It wasn't just Glenn and Erie, it's Glenn Erie and Steve. Glenn says, It was also something I had been thinking about. I want to talk about the violent part of things and how you cannot deny certain aspects of the violent part of life and the world. They're there, and you have to deal with them for better or for worse. Triple X asks, So it's not a direct sort of violence, but almost like in a background sense. And Glenn says, it comes down to relating to the violence in your life and accepting the fact that we live on a planet where we have violent confrontations. You may not have them for a long time, but you got to be prepared for the fact that you're going to have them. London says, we just ask for it a bit more, too, instead of just laying back. Glenn says, I don't ask for it. I just think you should be prepared for it. It's accepting life and all that it offers, both good and bad. We don't live on an idyllic little planet. The world is the world, and you can't change that. Erie says, You should accept everything that is thrown at you, including the pain, the discomforts, and the bad times. Those are the things that make life meaningful. Glenn says, If you didn't have bad times, then you wouldn't know what good times are. It's all relative. Triple X says, That's a very Dante-esque outlook. Erie and Glenn both say, If you will... Maestro. Glenn says, everything that happens to you is meant to happen to you and you will learn from it. All experiences are worthwhile. So Sam Hain, I, you know, from this interview, Glenn being the way that he is at the time, you know, Sam Hain is a philosophy. It's it's not just it's not just, you know, the darker side of like, you know, Halloween, dark things, whatever, you know, however you want to put it. But it's also this philosophy of survival and dealing with violence and blah, 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 blah you know? I guess you, you can see that in the subject matter, but I don't think of... I, I think of Sam Hain, I think more about, like, the pagan worship of Halloween, I guess, is what more... And yes, he is writing about violence on a regular basis for, you know, the duration of this band. But I think it all gets mixed in. Glenn says, essentially, we wanted something that's powerful. What I'd like to stress is that our studio records are just that and no way resemble the live thing. That's a lot more powerful. What I've noticed recently and what other people seem to mirror is that there aren't too many really great bands anymore. There's nothing new going on. What I'm waiting to see is a lot of younger kids coming up with something fresh. There's just too many older people doing the same old thing. No one is really pressing the limits or showing energy. Too many younger kids are just imitating Minor Threat. And he's so on the money about that. That's exactly what's going on. And what they are doing is breaking new ground. It's super fresh. It's super unique. It's this thing that, you know, never had existed before in, in that kind of way. You know, this was in response to a question. So the band is striving for a post-punk sound. That was Glenn's answer to that question. X asks, why do you think that happened? And Glenn says... They got the scene handed to them on a platter. They didn't have to work very hard or put up with all the crap that we did. Most never got a chance to hone their thing down. Mystic Records will sign anybody with the tape. It's just a bit too insincere. Triple X asks, What's up in the future for Sam Hain? Glenn says, A video. He, He was always about videos. Glenn says, A video. No playing along, but actual studio video of about six songs. Eerie he says, like Hu- Huey Lewis in the news. Glenn says, it will be on 16 millimeter transferred to video. Triple X asks, what kind of thing would you do given a movie? Glenn says, well, I'm going to be doing a movie soon, directing and producing. Triple X asks, such as, Glenn says, I couldn't tell you since I wouldn't want them getting ripped off. Right now, there's a real dry spell on gory movies. It's funny. It seems like culture is dying. We're trying to kick out and keep it alive. Glenn has aspirations to direct movies in Samhain. There you go. Another example of a common theme that we see really beginning in 1979 with The Misfits, per a previous episode that we uh, did of the show. Okay. Enough's enough. It's time to give this bad boy a listen. Let the album begin right now. (laughs) Oh, I am so sorry. You're going to have to head over to the From Us YouTube channel if you want to hear the music commentary portion of this episode, this listening series. So head on over to youtube.com backslash from us. That's F-R-U-M-E-S-S. And you can hear the rest of this episode and my commentary. Uh, Sorry about that. It is what it is. Happy Samhain.